Hi, this is Helen, just doing a pre-pre-intro to the second series of Come As You Are. This is my birth story. If you're not down for birth stories, trigger warning, birth story, then check out, come back next week when we will have our classic orgasm-oriented episode opening with the extraordinary Kima Bob as our first interviewee. This one is just a chat between me and my amazing producer, Daisy Grant, about where I've been for the last however long and why it's taken a little bit of time to get the second series out. If that's something of interest to you, stay tuned. Otherwise, see you next week. This is Daisy. Daisy is the producer of Come As You Are, the podcast. Hello. And Daisy is absolutely smashing it. She's making hundreds of podcasts. So we're very lucky uh, that 200, she's come. 200 <laughs> podcasts. Very lucky that she's, she's come to my tiny booth in my bedroom while the baby sleeps to talk to us, slash enable me to talk to you. Yeah, to almost interview you about where the bloody hell you've been. <laughs> <laughs> What have you been up to? What was so important? So I have tried to record this intro about 56 times <laughs> and I can't do it because I just keep getting stuck in a little, am I being too self-indulgent? That's exactly what I was going to say. Do you feel like you're being self-indulgent even yes. though it's your own podcast? So what you've I know, done... But it's not which, supposed to be about me even though I talk all the time about myself. Which I, I quite like that you've ended up recruiting <laughs> me to help you talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to feel Even less more. bad about it. <laughs> to feel less bad about it. Let's pretend that I don't know anything, maybe. Okay. I don't know what's happened. I know <laughs> last time I heard your voice in my ears, you had a baby in your tummy. Ah, and yeah, that's true. That's that's all I know. Like, I don't... Um, the last... What, what happened? Was I even... I don't know if I was pregnant at the end of... Was I? Yeah. You must have been. I think I was. No, you were. Yeah. You were. Okay. So then, because I'm confused as well, because we've done interviews for this series where I was still pregnant. That's wild. And now I'm very not. So I did did an interview. Are you sure you're not? Absolutely certain. I mean, I hope to God. No offence. There are some people who are like already so broody straight away. Yeah. I've I've said several times, never again. Ever? Well, I think the thing (laughs) is, my baby is so good. Yeah, you I, don't. You can't push it. The perfectionist in me is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna match that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe I'll get a shit one. Your next. second baby is gonna be like, have a lot, uh, some big shoes to fill. A lot to live up to, right? <laughs> a lot to live so, up to. And I just don't want to put that on a kid. There's that, but then also, wasn't the smoothest. No, so experience. it was actually smooth. So I would say, for a long time, I thought, say like a week, mm, I thought I had time. absolutely bossed birth. Mm. I was keeping quite quiet. Mm. I was trying to be humble because I didn't want people to feel intimidated by how well I'd done. <laughs> Honestly. How brilliant you well, were. Because there's I. a lot of chat about how bad birth is, like how people are did in you, bits. Did you have a cesarean? You gave birth vaginally? No, you gave birth vaginally. I gave vaginally. It was a vaginal birth. Is that birth. an aggressive way no, to say it? I feel like that's normal. No, because a natural saying natural birth is aggressive. That is quite aggressive. Because yeah, that yeah. Suggests implies that, any that other you're doing something means, on that. Any other means of birth is not natural. So you gave birth vaginally. Via the vag. And... <laughs> And it went really well. I had to have a pessary, which is basically... That's what you get when you have thrush. Yeah, so they, but it's a different pill that they put up. Basically. So they put a pill up to soften the cervix. Yeah. Because I was overdue. I was two weeks overdue. Although a lot of people would be like, what even is a due date? How do they calculate that? 
It's no. just the same for everyone, is it? for every baby. They do it based on like size and when your last period was. If you don't oh know when your God. last period was, etc., or when you conceived, it's tricky. Anyway, so I was. Two so it's weeks, all bollocks. I was two weeks overdue, <laughs> so they were like, "If you come here, if you, I wanted to have a home birth." We had the pool all That's set up. That's right, yeah. We bought tap adapters. I mean, I don't, I don't buckets, know because I just heard Literally you. tarpaulins because it, it does look like a crime scene apparently afterwards. And we bought tarpaulins. We'd had the midwife round. She was lovely. So when you're with the home birth team, you get to know your midwives a bit better. Mm. And I had a midwife that I was like gunning to get because you have like 20 midwives on your team who do home births four on call each night so you've got like a i don't know a, fi- a one in five chance you might have met because you only meet a few you might have met the w- midwives what who are on call the five night babies you are have your baby on that thing. yeah that's tricky does that happen i think it must happen i think it's rare okay <laughs> rare that no because on our night that we were in hospital 17 babies were born hey but that was in a hospital oh and the, and the home birth midwives had been called in Whoa. Because they were at capacity. Amazing. So, Sorry, I feel like Marianne, I had you, been texting yeah. saying, I've made a Bakewell tart, Marianne. I really hope you're on call when I have my baby. Because she <gasps> had said to me when she came over, like, midwives love cake. And I was like, oh, okay, heavy hint, fine, I'll bake. So that when you come over, there'll be something for you. Yeah. So I'd been baking up a storm and texted her to be like, basically to drop a hint as in, if you get the option, can you come to our place? Because yeah. I just really liked her. She was mm. so lovely. And then we couldn't have a home birth because we were two weeks overdue. They said it was too risky. Right. Because for them, like, the stats change. I was gutted. I said, okay, if we do this pessary, is it going to mean that we're on, like, a one-way trip to loads of intervention? Because often you have a pessary. That doesn't work. Then you have, like, oh, I don't know because I didn't have to have... Then you have um, the an epidural. Yeah. Then you're on... Then you're cesarean. Sometimes it goes like that, right? <laughs> yeah, Where it's yeah. like a slippery slope to intervention. Yeah. And they persuaded me that it was going to be okay. And I was very lucky because it worked within like, I had it at three in the afternoon. I watched my mate's wedding on Zoom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, while I was having the pessary put up. No, it wasn't actually literally, but it was hey almost immediately after. <laughs> so that was quite chill. And then we went for a big walk up a lot of hills to try and get things going gravity do its thing mm, or something yeah absolutely and then we went to bed in this little room that was quite bleak i was quite upset at that point I had a little cry mm. because i wanted to get into the that's it i wanted to get into the the birthing center which mm. is midwife led and has baths yes so it's like a home birth it's like it's like it's like the best next option if you wanted to have a home birth but that's just dependent on when when you end up having having the baby when you end up I don't know it's all like really if there lucky, are complications any yeah. kind of like the baby's heart rate starts to speed up anything or you've had issues you know during your pregnancy you can't go on the birthing yeah. center which is really shit because it's like oh you're having a tough time therefore you're not allowed yeah. to have you must have the most clinical exactly. birth possible that has no warmth to it presumably. precisely so i was in the ward that was where that would have happened mm. um if if you hadn't gone to the birthing center and they said to me okay midnight tonight you need to be four centimetres dilated to go to the birthing centre. So we had this, like, intense deadline. I'm literally tearing up thinking about it. Because we were so, like, we can do this. We can do this. So I was, like, walking up all these hills being, like, dilate, dilate, fucking dilate. 
Yeah. And then they came to check me, and they were so stretched because obviously seventeen births that they kept just like disappearing, and we were like, "What is labour? When do yeah. I know if I'm in the full throat?" Because I was having kind of like what I thought could be contractions, and now looking back, I was like, "That was not a contraction." Now you know what they are. Yeah. So eleven p.m. they come to measure me, and this lovely lad, Dylan, only male midwife on the ward, top lad, comes in and he's like, and he's sort of semi-trainee. He was like, okay, let's check you. So he put his fingers up. So they say like um, an examination, right? A vaginal examination. And examination always, I think, although you have to, to examine something, you have to look with your eyes. So I just imagine they'd like, <laughs> like get, have a good look up. But yeah. obviously not. It's like a, it's like a, they have to feel with their fingers. Yeah. And the way they do it is they measure it with like, so one finger is so much dilated, two fingers is another, th- if they can get three fingers in, that means you're four centimetres or whatever. Sam said to me afterwards, my boyfriend, he was like, Dylan had very fat fingers. Well, I don't what, think it was that's like... That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, do you have to learn the width of your own fingers as you become a midwife? <laughs> I think you must have to. But he, he was like, so he was up there and it's not a comfortable thing to do. So they, so they said to me, you don't have to have this examination. You, know, you were like, oh, I want to be top do, student you to do go into have this to have this examination if you want to go to the birthing centre. Oh my god! So it was like <sighs> VIP gates. You're not yeah. coming in They're unless like, toot toot go up there, baby. Precisely. So I was like, do it. So he did it, and he was like, this is, this is very odd. I've never felt anything like this. And I was like, oh no, Dylan. The thing is, my cervix goes slightly to the left. They said when they put the pessary up. He was like, no, no, it's not that. It actually straightens out during the birth, like birth, like the birthing canal straightens everything out so even if that was the case that's not the case anymore this is not what you need to hear from Dylan and I said and he said what I'm feeling is I think I'm feeling two cervixes I've never heard anything like that and I was like I cannot have two cervixes he was like you know what it could be it could be the internal cervix and the external cervix now the external cervix fully dilated massive you're ready to go internal cervix not quite four centimeters and I was like Dylan seriously at this point what can we slip you just to go with the external cervix? Like, there's no need to go and get your superior. He was like, I'm going to have to get my superior to check. I was like, please don't do that. Please just tell her that we're dilated. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she comes in and she is absolutely... So Dylan was incredibly consent trained. Everything he did, he was like, okay, I'm going to touch this now and I'm doing that because... Yeah. And I almost said to him, like, honestly, Dylan, I'm a performer. I'm quite relaxed about my body. <laughs> you Go don't for ha- it, babe. You don't have to be so prescriptive. What, until old mate came and along? And then this woman comes in and she <laughs> literally does none of that. She just puts her fingers straight up. Didn't even tell me her name. I was like, sorry, uh, what's your name? Before she was really painful. And then oh. she was like, no, she's not dilated enough. She's not going in. And that was it. And then she left because she didn't have time. Also, like looking back, I feel sorry because she was obviously like, Dylan, do your fucking job, mate. Why am I having to come in here? Dylan was like, I am so sorry about that because I immediately burst into tears. Yeah, understandably. You were like, it's a bit violating, isn't it? And then I was like, okay, we're going to go to sleep now. Sam was in this lazy boy chair that kept snapping shut. So he literally would like lie out on it and then it would double in on him what? like a cheese toasting maker. This is such a weird <laughs> time. And it was horrible. So he kept, so we tried to go to sleep. Then 1am hit and I heard this and I had to keep going to the toilet. I felt really, I heard this pop and that's your water's breaking because you sometimes oh. think oh my waters are broken because you get little leaks towards the end because there's just no more space in there yeah baby's taking up the whole shebang urine it's gonna leak out okay so i i didn't think it was urine i remember i went swimming 
a week before and I thought my waters had broken because I just held on to a bit of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but this was daft. So it was a pop. Was like, it pop like... Pop goes the weasel. Like, was it loads? Was it like gush? Yeah, then it was gush. Were you like, whoa, no, that's... Oh, that's my waters breaking. Yeah. But it doesn't happen for everyone, does And it doesn't feel like... I don't know, yeah. Oh, I don't think it I'm happens wrong. for everyone. I don't think... I fa- it doesn't feel like pissing yourself. But you kind of, I guess from watching a film... I've seen a film or two, and you think they that always happens. gush. They go, they gush before they even get in the hospital. In, yeah, exactly. That's what I always mean. Always in a supermarket. It's like oh, they're like yeah. holding a melon, and suddenly, <laughs> and then the and then the watermelon drops, and that's yeah. a splash at the same time as exactly. the water's breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I imagined. Were you holding a watermelon? No, I was not. <laughs> I was just trying to get comfortable in bed, and I couldn't stay lying down. I, actually, that was that couple of hours was the bleakest bit because my contractions were starting. My was starting to get broken so I was like I can't wake Sam up he obviously wasn't sleeping he was just lying there and I was like I really need him to be well rested and also be a good birth partner can you imagine like the things going to I'm uh, also thinking like this already sounds quite fucked and you've, you've, you've prefaced, and I said you've we prefaced had a great this entire thing this is the I've had I bossed birth I'm like so this what is when it, gets good. it must so, get real bad so then I was like when the some waters people. broke I was like okay this is happening I was like we're turning on the light Sam woke him well, up <laughs> and then for about an hour again okay so for about an hour I'm walking around like pressing against the walls proper proper groaning this is when I feel like if uh, this is when I felt like there's no way out of this Mm. And it was the first time I realised that I had created a situation that I couldn't talk my way out of. Yeah. And I and I normally can, you know, if I like, if I'm really not wanting, I can just, I can lie. You yes. can just lie to someone barefaced yeah. and not have to do the thing you've committed to. Yeah. I rarely do that, but obviously there's always, or you can just not do it. You can just not turn up. And oh like God, risk. So much is making sense Risk someone. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> risk someone hating you, but... In this situation, I was like, "This baby has to come out of me," and it's your job to get and it out. And sort of. or we both, or we both die. I literally felt, I felt like, I just felt like, oh and God. that was the darkest part where I was like, "I'm in so much pain." Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Oh my God. And if I don't do this, then I don't get my baby. So I was like, really talking to myself, like I'd done hypnobirthing. I was really trying to breathe and be like. I was really trying to be like, you can do this. I had to really pull on that like positive voice of like, you are so strong. Because in your mind, otherwise you were literally going to die. I literally was just telling myself, you are so strong. Yeah. You can do, you are so, so strong. Mm. And then uh, uh, they, I was like, it got to a point where I was like, you have to find Dylan. I need some, I need something. I need some drugs or I'll just get a cesarean. I'll just get, let's just do a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's just do that. Rip it out. And then, uh, so he kept, so Sam went out and was like having a conversation with him outside the door because they were trying to be like, um, protect the space, you know. And, oh my uh, God. I, just, I, this, I find, I, I'm loving the character of Dylan because I'm like, why did he just, I, I love that he decided to be a midwife. I love that he's like obviously read every manual and has had to go above and beyond so that he does he doesn't make anyone feel uncomfortable, but he's exactly. there's a time and a place, babe. <laughs> Dylan, you can push it. They're being really protecting the space outside. Yeah, and then he was like, "I can give her gas in it." Someone's like, "Great." Also, she'll have like the thing the, the thing in the leg. You can have like pethidine in the leg, and uh, and he was like, "Maybe let's do the gas in the end, and we'll we'll escalate." So so they bought in this huge canister. It was like a comedy sketch show. These two men in this tiny room. I had this heart monitor on me around my belly that I had to like every time I went to the toilet which I did a lot because I was like the toilet is my safe space now yeah um I had to take this monitor with me so it was really 
cumbersome mm. and they brought in this gas and air thing which looked like the kind of thing old school scuba divers would strap on their backs yeah you know like those two canisters so we had to negotiate that it was so i took a suck on this thing and i immediately felt really sick and oh, i immediately fuck. started to bleed so i so <gasps> something had quickened in me something had like loosened in me from that just from that one suck and I was like, whoa, whoa. And then I started to push, like, like fucking push. And so that was like, so it all started kicking off, like, maybe 2 a.m. And then this is now 4.30 a.m. So I started to properly push. And I didn't want any more gas and air because it made me feel sick. And the woman who'd come in to do the vaginal examination, who'd been a bit rough, mm. suddenly came through. So she oh. comes in because Dylan's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I didn't. Like, I didn't read this part of the manual. He's, he's not panicking, but he's a bit like what. And then she comes in and she's like, "I have to do a vent- I have to do an examination because I, I was in the toilet, right, pushing, and she was like, "You cannot push in the toilet." I was like, "Don't come anywhere near me, bitch." <laughs> I will stay in this toilet. This is my safe place. And then she was like, "I have to examine you." I was like, "You cannot. I will not let you touch me." She was like, "Get on the bed." <laughs> so she examined me. She was like, "Okay, we're going. You're dilated. It's happening." And she was like, Dylan, get a wheelchair. We're taking her down to the birthing centre. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, there's not time to explain. Get in the wheelchair. We're going. I was like, I am not leaving this room. So having been like absolutely distraught that I couldn't go to the birthing centre, I was uh, suddenly like, I'm in so, I, this is happening. I cannot move. Yeah. She was like, they put me on. I held myself up with my hands so that I wasn't, so that I didn't have to sit because I couldn't sit. Oh my I support myself. They ran me down this corridor, down five flights in the escalator, pushed me out straight into this room. This beautiful room that looked like Travel Lodge Plus. <laughs> they start filling up the bath. I'm immediately out of the wheelchair, straight onto all fours on this big double bed. Yeah. I cannot describe how like plush it is by comparison to the room we were just in. Like it, it, it's night and day. I start filling this bath, and this is where it gets like massively emotional. So. Marianne, yeah. my home birth midwife, has been called in because they're at such capacity. She walks in behind me and she was like, hello, Helen, I hear you're having a baby. And oh, I was like, my God. oh, my God. I burst into tears was like, oh, my God, Marianne, I'm so pleased to see you. I'm nearly crying. <laughs> she came around. So she was like, because I was on all fours, right? She touched her head to my head like yeah. two cows in a bath. Oh my god! <laughs> and she was like, "We're gonna have this baby together." She was like, "Okay, so we're filling up the birthing pool." I could hear it. She was like, "Do you want a bit more gas in there?" I was like, "Marianne, I tried it, made me feel really sick." She was like, "Why don't you give it another go for me?" And I was like, "Okay." You're like, I'll she do was anything like, for you, Marianne. Please. <laughs> she was like, "Take some really deep breaths." So I did, and it was like so good. So I basically just started to absolutely huff. <laughs> And, at this, and it came out of, like, the wall in the birthing centre. They've got it on tap. So I really went in on that. That felt amazing. And then she was like, I don't think you need to go in the pool. The sound of the pool, the sound waves of the water suddenly felt like they were, like, on my on my cheeks. Yeah. Like, I was obviously spacing out a bit from the gas and air. Yeah. Which was lovely. She was like, you can relax on that a bit now. <laughs> Save a bit back. And then I pushed. I say I pushed for, like, maybe... I'd already been pushing, obviously. I got to the birthing centre at 5, uh, 5.30. And then he was out by 6. Wow. <laughs> and she just fucking guided it. I just trusted her so much. And so the reason why I thought I had bossed birth was because 
number one, I didn't tear, which yeah. is quite unusual with a first birth. Number two, especially an overdue baby. And number they two, big. Baby was big. <laughs> and number two, I was able to like, there's a bit where you have to like push, 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 then hold, mm. then push again. Because like they're sort of half out. When their head comes out, then you then you do like... You just hold it. It's a whole manoeuvre. Oh, my God. And I was able to control it because, like, obviously holding back the pushing is quite hard because it's like this... It's this completely irresistible surge. Yeah, You just have to give into it. I would liken it... I know it's terrible to say, but it's like when you've been holding a shit and then you just have... You just yeah. have to. Yeah. It's similar to that, but within your vagina instead of your asshole. Oh, my God. And then... Uh, uh, and then Dylan, number two, Dylan said to me, I wish I'd filmed that because I think it would actually genuinely be a very good instructional video. Oh my God, Dylan is the funniest <laughs> character in all of this. I love him. I love him so much. He was like, that's like textbook. That's like a textbook birth. And then... And you would like pat on the back, He said to me, you must know your body really well. I was like, again, I'm a performer. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, uh, yeah, and then, and then we just... I just obviously like everything sort of was numbed out they pop a painkiller up your ass straight away do they yeah yeah genius <laughs> and then and you go and have a wash like there's a shower get all the blood off you and you immediately hold your baby he like straight away crawled up found my tit started feeding yeah very like it was completely overwhelming looked like a little alien yeah you know like when they say you immediately fall in love both sam and i were like uh, what is this? <laughs> How is what is what the fuck? We this just weird totally little thing just came out of my vagina and is now on my tit. What's going so on? So overwhelmed. And then they wrapped him up, cleaned him up, cleaned him up, wrapped him up. He immediately falls asleep. They just do like it's so exhausting for them. Oh my god! And then you're like, you get to stay, have a hot, they give you hot chocolate, a little cheese sandwich. Oh heaven! Great. We went home that day, so we were home by six p.m. We had this baby. What would what? Well, that's mad. Absolute job. And then a week later, maybe even two weeks. It was yeah. Maybe even two weeks. My mum had come up and was like chatting about prolapse, and I was like, "Oh, mum, can you not? <laughs> really bad. Like, prolapse is like my worst nightmare." She was like, it "Sort of looks like you've got a little, like a little cherry yeah. down there inside your vagina," and I was like, "Ugh." And then I got home and I don't know, I think I just hadn't been looking at myself because it is all a bit, even if you don't tear, it's all like swollen and like you continue, you bleed for ages. Like yeah. maybe you can bleed for like three weeks. You have basically oh my like gosh. a proper long period. And so it's hard to tell what's happening. And then I was like, oh, 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 right. I have. I have prolapse. <laughs> so then I called, called my mum to check, obviously crying. Yeah. Called the GP, called my cousin. She was like, you will, you will talk about this in your comedy. I was like, there's no way I'm ever, ever mentioning this. I'm ever. so ashamed. And here we are. I felt so broken. But did you, did it like, had it already happened and you just didn't know it had happened? Maybe I did too much hoovering after the birth. People listening to this would be like, what the fuck? Why were you hoovering? Like, people kept saying to me, you need to relax. You need to recuperate. You've gone through something massive. And you're and like, I, like, I bossed birth, bitch. I bossed birth, bitch. I yeah. can just put a wash on. You're a boss, bitch. What the fuck was I doing? I think probably it happened during and like, I can blame myself and be like, one too many hoovering sessions. But actually it was probably, it was all, it had already happened. And also you can see why you would... You don't know what your vagina's meant to feel like after you've yeah, literally exactly. given birth to a baby because that's never happened before. Plus, it's quite natural for the cervix 
to sort of stay low for quite a long time. Mm. So I'd like double prolapse. Because <laughs> you can prolapse in the back, the front, the inside. Yeah. And that's now actually the inside, like the vaginal bit has recovered. Yes. Great. Fantastic. The back bit is, is I still need physio for that. Yeah. Which is a bit gutting because it's basically, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's so much, there's so much worse things that could have happened. And I feel bad now about how like ashamed I was of it yeah and obviously like I've written I've written a song on my loop pedal now about prolapse like it's funny yeah. it's funny to me but then also you didn't even really know what it was until your didn't mom told you was. two weeks after didn't know how to fix it didn't know if you could fix it didn't know this was the big thing didn't know if sex would be fucked isn't yeah. that a funny sentence because potentially you can lose all sensation and I was like I remember calling you yeah you did and I called you and I said should I talk about this in the podcast and what happens if this orgasm that I've worked so hard to get, mm. I now can't have again? That was wild. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole journey. And it was also like, you're like, I've bossed orgasms. Yeah, I can totally. do them really well now. Exactly I've bossed birth. I've done it all. And then now you're like, oh my God, both of those things have gone completely wrong. So, so one of the other things I was scared about is like can you even have sex yes because is if something's pushing out not if you've got a, if you're prolapsed but I don't know well you can oh. you can it's a muscular wall right yeah and the muscle is just collapse is a terrible word to use but it's sort of relaxed and it needs strengthening again relaxed is so not you can nice correct it because you can do like pelvic floor exercises mm-hmm. so I have ha- we have had sex yes also because things have tightened up as I well I think when you called me you hadn't no mm. but it's, but that it's, was a while ago it's been seven months <laughs> i think we would have really struggled if we hadn't yeah and have you orgasmed i have orgasmed that's good it's great yeah it feels a bit like it's like the orgasm is happening next door okay so there's i can, it's, diff- I can it's very different i can feel it yeah it's not as intense a sensation yet but you know you're on the right i know track. i'm on the right track mm. Do you need different things to what you needed before? No. That's good. That's nice, I guess. That kind of like Still same position. Yeah. That gets me off. But actually can do feel like I can do weirdly, given that we've talked about there being like the presence of something else. A relaxed wall. <laughs> <laughs> the way I describe it in my stand up is it's a bit like when a big boy bounces on a bouncy castle. You know mm. when you were a kid mm. at a party mm. outside. And the big boy bounces on the bouncy castle and the whole castle bulges to one side, right? Mm. Touches the grass. Mm. And all the kids are like screaming. Yeah. And then big boy bounces off, bouncy castle, bounces back to normal. Mm. So essentially what's happened for me is big boy's bounced out and the rectal wall has not bounced back. Yeah. It's still to the side. It's still to the side, touching the grass. <laughs> the grass being my vaginal opening. <laughs> so that's how I describe it. So... So, yeah, I would say, actually, in some instances, like, sex is kind of, I don't know, I'm not as tight. Yeah. So, in a way, it's actually, like, you're a bit more flexible. Yeah. That's quite, it makes it a bit more exciting. Yeah, yeah, like, I can, I I would say I can sort of, mm, I can't, like, throw myself about. Yeah. Just in case. I think, yeah, you have to be kind of a bit more careful in general. Yeah, just because I'm a bit conscious. Yeah, that's also annoying as well to have the mental kind of thing because that's a whole part of it. Like I would, I feel like I'd really struggle to 
because you need to let go of it all, don't you? Totally. But how can you if you've had something so physical? Yeah, and mentally, I definitely, because I was carrying this shame, because people don't talk about it, because it's often a thing that happens to, like, 60-year-old women during menopause, prolapse. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> because they said to me, it's unusual for a person your age to have prolapse. Oh, my God, like, don't oh, tell so me that. Much. Like, don't, don't fucking tell me that. So, uh, and because sometimes you have to have it operated on, I was carrying a lot of, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm damaged goods. Yeah. And so when I, I was thinking about my partner and thinking, is he going to be, is this going to be, is he feeling something? And he wasn't. If anything, it like, I think improves the sensation. <laughs> That's really funny because I was think yeah I was thinking when you said about like oh you might want to tighten it for sex and stuff and I was like oh well, that's is that more for him than anyone else? But then oh you're... no, I mean tightening doing the pelvic floor exercises. No, just in yeah maybe tightening. No, I think it's more that like you can you're in control. if you're gripping on something yeah like a dildo or a penis yeah then you can sort of yes and you're engaging your G spot maybe yes that's what I was meaning. Mm, interesting. So mm, so that kind of part of it is lacking when you have prolapse for example oh no because that's a different bit that's i mean it depends which oh bit you prolapse yes okay so i think i can still do that yes now because i've tightened that's what i mean again. i think now that you've worked on it you can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and they actually said to me no do have sex because it allows you to engage those muscles that's so interesting you'd really think that you wouldn't be able to but thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness just encouraged so that's a massive that's the full shebang that's the full shebang we've done there yeah did i go into too much detail no think? i think you went into a good amount of detail like that, that i mean that whole story was like amazing you had me welling up <laughs> i think you should yeah i think you should have it as like a little special just like a trailer for the second so then you've done your introduction without encroaching on any of your guests oh, great. um Let's stuff which is what you were worried about i think so now we have this series. Yes. And I have done uh, five interviews mm-hmm. pre-birth. One with a birth doula in New York who talked to me a lot about orgasmic birth. But do you think it's only compared to orgasm because it's a full embodiment of like... No, some women come. Oh, fuck. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear that one. So we've chatted about that one. And then there's one with historian Fern Riddell, which is great because it's about the whole history of sex and our perspective on it and our attitude towards orgasm and the way that's evolved. Mm -hmm. And then there's chats with comedians, amazing comedians, Olga Koch, Kima Bob, both of which times (gasps) I was pregnant. Kima, we chatted about having sex during pregnancy. Olga, I sort of had a bit of a vulnerability moment because I'm sort of in awe of her as a comic. Yes. And we are like not necessarily that close as mates mm. so I was kind of on it like oh I have to be impressive as an interviewer and I was quite quite pregnant at that point so I felt a bit brain dead and also a bit worried that I'd never do comedy again because I was becoming a mum so all of that made me feel a bit exposeder it is nice now knowing like reflecting on it and yeah. thinking that you had all of these feelings and now you know you've gone on stage loads of times and, after having a yeah. baby and you're orgasming. Yes. You're making people laugh. You're being a top mum. <laughs> and you're now going to release the second series of your podcast. Now I'm going to le- release the second series of my podcast. So the first half of the series is going to be pre-birth. Yes. And the second half is going to be post-birth in terms of the interviews. Really? What a lovely chat. That's my lovely. story. That's, That's my, my lovely story. story. That's my lovely story. Um, thank you so much, Daisy, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, what oh. a pleasure it was to chat. And thank you for enabling this conversation because I wasn't going to be able to do it otherwise. You did it and it was great and very emotional and lovely. And it's all out now. 
And if you have any responses to it... Keep them to yourself. No, contact me. Because <laughs> I do feel like, obviously, this is my experience and everybody's got massive... It'd be I mean, nice if anyone wants to share anything in mm. the form of a voice note as yeah. well. Very open to that. Very open to that. How do we... How do they send You can them? record a voice memo on your phone and send it in an email. Oh, great. Yeah. So, what is our email? Come as you are, pod. Is there one? That email address, we do now have one, is kayapodcast at gmail.com. That's C A Y A podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Great. Well done. Well done. Well done, you. That was fun.